All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Jeff Hartman here for part two of the Steelers special edition preview something I'm sick of talking about the Ravens <laughs> podcast. And uh, here we are with Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, and Dave Schofield, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Got to throw that in there. All right, now let's talk about this. Uh, someone brought this up. I, I wish I knew, but I don't. It wasn't a super chat. It was just a good question. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, I named the four players that were going to be out that were put on the COVID list. I'll say them again. And then they're not, not counting Kevin Dotson, who remains. It was Gerald Hawkins, James Conner, Stefan Tuitt, and Isaiah Bugs. There are also two coaches, though. Danny Smith, Jr., right, Brian? He's a junior, right? Isn't He's he? a junior. <laughs> Danny Smith, Jr., and Matt Canada, who's the quarterback's coach. Now, because of the protocols and the Steelers being in the, in, the intensive protocol, whatever the NFL is calling it, um, there's been no high risk contacts, probably because every meeting he had with Matt Canada was virtual. Therefore, he's not in the same room. It's not a Denver Broncos situation, but still, what do you think the impact of not having Matt Canada on the sideline, if any impact at all, will be on the Steelers offense Tuesday night? Brian, we'll start with you. Yeah, for me, I I really don't think that there's too much of an impact because he's not calling the plays. Maybe he's suggesting some things, but I I don't know how it goes with assistant coaches. This is a situation that this is crazy, but are they allowed to call in? I mean, are they? Are they can, to, well, no, someone asked, someone asked this too. I want to say it was, might've been Ray Fittipaldo or Mark Cabali. And it's one of the beat writers. Someone said, uh, could they actually like send text messages or call? They can talk at halftime, but they can't do any in-game of uh, actual correspondence or anything like that. So, but yeah, Matt Canada could get on a, a zoom call technically uh, with the quarterbacks or with Roethlisberger or Feetner at halftime and say, I'm watching the game. You guys suck or something. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> this, ju- this just all goes into preparation really is what I'm looking at here, how they're prepared. Now with Danny Smith jr. I don't really think that anything that he's doing, and this is, I'm not busting on him. I usually bust on him. I'm not busting on him. Um, So really in game, I don't see him making too many as far as adjustments go. Um, So I I really, and you know, he's got assistance. He's got, there's people to help out on that. As remember, Randy's still your offensive coordinator, possibly. Ben is still your offensive coordinator. Definitely. You know, so what Canada's absence is, is making suggestions, but he's not, he's not uh, really, he's not designing plays in the middle of the game. He's probably doing more damage on a Wednesday, Thursday, or a Friday, designing some schemes. Dave, what are your thoughts on Matt Canada not being there? Well, as somebody who was, not who was a head coach of a lower down program in a high school program. Therefore I was an assistant coach during varsity games and things like that. You're just constantly looking and seeing if you, you know, sometimes you're just, your job is to just see one thing specifically and break something down. And it might not even be something else with your specifically with what you were normally assigned as being like the quarterback's coach is that if you can see something and bring it up and say, Hey, we can exploit this. The more it's funny because you want enough sets of eyes on those kind of things, but you also don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. So 
missing a, an assistant or two isn't the end of the world probably because you don't want to have too much. But at the same time, there might be something that that they could that what they would normally see or normally break down. Who knows the last time they played the Ravens, whose idea it was to spread them out and go and go wide and and run the draw them up plays in the dirt. Was that Ben? Was that Randy Land? Was that candidate? We don't know. So could there be a little bit of something? Yeah, but I don't think it's knowing about it now and being able to adjust going in. That's just that's just how it is. And and that's 2020 NFL football. And luckily the Steelers don't have to make nearly as many adjustments as what their opponents do. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that big of an impact. Um, I think that what he brings to the team is probably something that could be done virtually anyways. Game plan. Talking about, okay, we it's going to be up to Randy and Ben Roethlisberger to absolutely get that stuff done. All right, um, let's talk. We talked about a little bit about the change in the Vegas line, which is now Steelers giving 10 points. Um, I have my old prediction here. Guys, do you know what yours were? Brian, do yeah. you know what yours was? I know Dave wrote his down. I never write mine down, and I did on Thursday. Oh, nice. Or Wednesday. Or Tuesday. When was that? It was Tuesday of last week. Tuesday. And I wrote mine down. So I have no idea. It was it was like 26 to 20. It was it was they they covered the spread, but I, I don't think it was by much. Okay. So now the question is knowing what we know now, the players that are out for both teams, for both teams. Has your prediction changed? If so, what is your new prediction? And we'll talk about, you know, covering and all that when you do that. So, Brian, we'll start with you. Is Has your prediction changed? And if so, how? It's changed a little bit. Um, I expect the Steelers to win by a little bit more. But look, I think the Ravens are still scary in this game. I I can see it, it getting a little crazy in the first half, but I just don't think with the offensive line and the anybody protecting those running that running game and the fact that Lamar Jackson isn't there to kind of confuse you in the running game. That uh, I mean, because Gus Gus Edwards is there, Justin Hill is there, Justice Hill is there, but the problem is they're not in a, on an island, and there's not a threat for a handoff to to them and Lamar Jackson running around the side. Of course, RG3 can do that, and I understand that, but not as dynamically as Lamar can. So the reason I'm I'm bringing all of this up is I'm thinking the Steelers still win this game 31 to 20, but I actually 31 to 23, but I just don't think that it's it's going to be a walk in the park. Okay. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I'm changing mine. Mine was 39 to 27 was yeah. what I had said. And I don't believe that now for for a moment because I don't think the Steelers will have to score that many points. And we also have to take into account that uh, we can have a few inches of snow on the ground um, and stuff that they're dealing with in, in Pittsburgh Tuesday night. But, you know, it's still the color rush uniforms. I'm, hope, I'm, I'm just hoping – it's funny because a lot of times you just you, you gauge some stuff with the team based on fan excitement. And obviously the fan excitement for this has completely died down because of being strung along and strung along. I'm hoping that the team is not in the same boat, but I think it's going to be a lower scoring game now. I wouldn't be surprised to see some decent rushing totals for the Steelers because they're going to get to a point in the game, hopefully, that they can that they'll just 
line up to run and run and actually let their linemen block the guys down the field rather than just try to hold their position out of shotgun and things like that and take advantage of that defensive line and, 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 and those kind of things. So I'm going to, I'm going to drop mine down now to 27 to 13. Okay. All right. Very good. I too had a very high scoring game scheduled for on Thanksgiving night, the Steelers winning 33 to 24. I'm going to dial that back as well on both ends, just a little bit. Uh, I'm going to have Pittsburgh winning this game on Tuesday night, 30 to 17, 30 to 17. Again, I think that they're going to, I think Pittsburgh's going to move the ball. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. And we're going to talk about that running game here in a second, but I think that ultimately Pittsburgh uh, is going to do enough to win against this banged up and depleted Ravens crew. Now I want to talk about the the players for the Steelers that are going to be out this uh, this Tuesday. But before we get that, uh, Arthur Steele gave us a dollar ninety nine again. Thank you very much. He said, "Who has a better showing for the uh, Steelers in Week Twelve, the offense or the defense?" Brian, we'll start with you. You know that is so hard to tell. You know, if they if they do catch the Steelers with the pants their pants down on defense, which I just don't expect them to do, the offense could really have a better game. But I'm betting on the defense here. You know, I'm if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm just rushing the heck out of Watt and uh, Dupree and let them just like just like every like backyard football. Just go after the quarterback. Don't count to three. Just blitz. Okay, Dave, who has a better showing? I'm the whole thing with me and changing my my answer for the score was about tone. And the tone of the game. Is it is the tone going to be an offensive game or a defensive game? Just all around. And I thought last Thursday it was going to be an offensive game for both teams. Now I do feel that it's going to be more of a defensive game. I do. And I I think the Steelers defense is going to have a very good showing. The only reason I picked 13 points was because I've I'm afraid that they're going to get something at some point, but I could see this defense doing like they've done. I mean, the Steelers have only given up 13 points total in the last two games. So I think this defense is really the driving force of everything going on with this team. And I I just have a feeling in this game, the way it goes is the defense drives it and the offense just tries to do enough to hold on to, to secure the win. Yeah, I think this is a game where the Steelers want to establish a run. They want to get a lead and just kind of, if it's ugly and it's a low-scoring affair, they don't care. They just want to get yeah. the win and move on to the next game. Um, let's talk about quickly the uh, the players that are out for Pittsburgh. So let's leave Dotson out of it because he's been on the list for a while. So we're talking. Can I ahead. ask you a quick question? Sure. Is there a possibility he could come back? Does he have to go through a any kind of no practice? because. No, I mean, Vance McDonald, they asked him about yeah. Vance and, and Tomlin, him being Tomlin, and Tomlin said that he was cleared to practice, and then he yeah. practiced, but he wasn't even on the practice report yeah. yet. Well, because he had and, that two-day, was it two-day waiver, I think it was, when you come back? But you don't have to use it, I don't think. Yeah. So where they want to make sure you're healthy enough when you come back and you don't have any any effects. So that's still a possibility, because I'll, I'll talk about that when we get to the other positions. Sorry. Okay. So leaving Dotson off the list, you look at you know Hawkins, Connor, Tuit, and Bugs. So it really comes down to Tuit and Connor. Who's the yeah. biggest loss for the Steelers when you're looking at depth, when you're looking at what they're going to want to do on Tuesday night? 
Which is the bigger loss, Tudor or Connor? Dave, we'll start with you. Well, I have an article that uh, will come out probably tomorrow, maybe in the afternoon or something, depends on when I talk to Jeff about, that's going to talk about what the Steelers are going to do with each of these positions or where they're going to be missing players. And what's interesting is when it comes to the defensive line, the Steelers were actually carrying extra defensive linemen more than they ever normally have. So even though they have two guys down, they're still, they're still have five left on the team that they can dress without even have to bringing up anyone from the practice squad. So I, I think I honestly think that to it is the bigger loss, but I also think that they have more of an opportunity to overcome to its loss to base on the depth of that position. If you know, does, it seems like I didn't really answer the question, but do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, going into it, you're like, I think that missing to it on the defense is more than missing Connor on the offense. But I also think that the guys who could be asked to step up have a better chance of stepping. I have more confidence in them throughout the game. If that makes sense. Yeah. Brian, what do you think to it or Connor? Who's the bigger loss? Gerald Hawkins. No, <laughs> actually, DJ Finney. I think Gerald Hawkins, <laughs> the loss of Gerald Hawkins is bigger than anybody thinks, but, but that's not my answer. Um, you know, <sighs> I can give you a Dave answer and say I, I think they're both equally important in this game, especially if there's a lot of snow on the field and you want you need to establish the running game. But you have a better shot at Snell being able to step in than Wormley stepping in. Wormley's going to do fine. But I think uh, to it, or as the Jacksonville PA announcer called him, Tut is going to be <laughs> just... Did you catch that? Because I did. No. no. Yeah. He's like, tut on the tackle. And, <laughs> and our, our friends from Tennessee called him tut too. But when I, but I, when I heard a PA announcer said, I'm like, all right, that's brilliant. So I think tut is going to be very tough, um, a very tough loss for the Steelers because here's the thing, though, about losing Stefan. Every time Stefan's out of the lineup, who steps up in a huge way? Cameron. Hayward. <laughs> I wish I wish we you knew his middle name. I know. There. I was that thinking. I, I need to look that up. That, that's coming. Hold on. Have middle it. names, anyways, to remember. It's tough. But yeah, you know, I just think um, I think Connor's very important in this game. But I'm going with to it. All right, Dave. Jalen Samuels has been ruled out. Correct. Yes. I was going to talk about that. And so, just so you know, it's Cameron Phillips. Hayward. <laughs> Phillips. All Not right. Philip. Phillips. Phillips. Got it. Okay. Phillips. So no Jalen Samuels. No Jalen Samuels. They're going to be carrying just two no. running backs. No. 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 Because they, you forget, they have four empty roster spots right now. Okay, so they they'll, can, they'll... and not only that, they can bring these guys up from the practice squad, and whenever these guys come back off the list, they can go back on the practice squad without having to go through waivers, and it doesn't count as one of those elevated times where you only get two of them. I can, I, if you want to place a safe bet on this game, bet that Wendell Smallwood's going to be on the Steelers roster for this game. Okay, he's coming. So, that's that's so that would, okay. So that would be the three, and yeah. so they'll carry three, but still. I look at this and I, I, I'm more confident with the defensive line depth because they've had to do it already. Not necessarily for two it, but they had to fill in for Alawalu. Um, they do a nice job rotating players in there. Um, so even Carlos Davis has gotten time. Wormley's back at, a, at the perfect time. And then Mondo is there. I, I like their depth defensively. 
Benny Snell is someone that played well last year, last year in week 17. Yes, he did. Had a pretty good start to the 2020 season in New York, had a big run and everyone was thinking that here is his time. And then he started fumbling the football. I'm not sure. I mean, Mike Tomlin said on Sunday when he was asked about Benny Snell, he said, I, I have no concerns about Benny Snell being a featured back in the NFL, but I'm curious, are they going to try to mix in a lot of McFarland? I think that James Connors loss is bigger than people realize. I said this on my let's ride and I'll say it here too. the let's ride that will run on Monday morning. That is if I think if, if Anthony McFarland could go the way of Moeldy Moore, really work on blitz pickup, he would be the perfect third down back. Yeah. His ability to get out in space is he has a, he's good catching the football. He is a, he's a lot of speed. I think he'd be perfect in that role, but he's not there yet. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. This is, this is kind of going to be what I'm going into with this article for tomorrow or today. If you're listening in audio, yeah. in audio form, um, when it comes to the running back, the most concerning thing that I have is, is pass blocking. Um, that's one. And two, the thing with Benny Snell is Benny Snell is your, you know, lineup. I say I formation, you know, with the fullback, they don't even have to be fullback, but he's the, he's your under center. Let the offensive line fire out and push everyone forward running back. The problem is that's not the way they've been running the ball with Ben Roethlisberger. That's why you haven't seen as much Benny Snell, but that's the way they will run the ball. If they have a big lead, they're just trying to run out clock. And that's when Benny Snell, yeah, Benny Snell will be more effective. So that's my biggest concern. But the other reason I'm like the loss of James Conner isn't as much, I'm thinking, is that if they have problems with either pass protection or just running the ball in general, they're just going to go four wide receivers in a tight end and throw quick passes. That I think the offense will work around that more since that was also the answer they had against Baltimore last time, I think the offense would work around that more than they can saying we need someone stuffing up the middle on defense. Now, I think Wormley is going to be the guy that fills in for to it in base. But I think when they go sub package, you're going to see Alualu staying on the field more. You're probably right. You're probably right. And Alawalu has done that in his entire tenure with yeah. the Steelers. So he should be very comfortable in that role. So real quick, I want to get this because he – Give it to give this donation a little bit earlier. Snowman gives us five dollars. Can you guys start calling the Ravens the Ratbirds? Let's go see those. Yes, that's right. We've had way too many Ravens comments <laughs> here today. We need to get back to calling mm-hmm. the Ratbirds. By the way, my uh second oldest daughter, she said the other day I called them the Ratbirds. She goes, Why do you call them the Ratbirds? It's like, Well, a Raven's like a flying rat. So that's basically yeah, that's basically that's so. really <laughs> it's actually a very intelligent animal, but still. <laughs> All right. Um Guys, what else uh, piques your interest about this this game that's never going to happen that we're just going <laughs> to keep talking about forever? Uh, it seems like, Brian, is there anything in particular that you're like, this is something the fans should be concerned with? Is there anything at all? You know, I think both teams are going to be so fired up for this game that we are we don't even know what to expect in this game. We're just, I mean, we're hoping to get to 48 hours from now, and that's it. We're, we're hoping to get to game time. And so it is going to be, like I said before, the Ravens are going to come in feeling like survivors. They're going to, they're going to feel like they're taking on the world. And the Steelers are going to have a chip on their shoulder too. It just comes down to really who was the better team coming into this game. 
And that's that's really what you've, you've got to think about. So somebody mentioned earlier that when I mentioned that I'm afraid of the Ravens a little bit in this game, and somebody asked, Bad, are you living in your fears? I have a timeshare in my fears. I, re- I really do. <laughs> so because anything can happen. I was never this anxious, but I've seen the Ravens come in. I was at the Ryan Mallett game. I know Dave was too. I was at that game. You see stuff happen, and they are still coming in. I know they're a JV team, but they scare me. And I think you said it before too, Jeff, they're going to pull out all the gadgets and they're going to go crazy. If the Steelers are the team we think they are, they're going to be fine. So you throw out everybody that's gone and all the pieces that you're putting together, you look at the teams that that, uh, existed before week 12, The, the Ravens of week 11 and the Steelers of week 11. And look at it that way. Who's left over? Who has more holes? And who's going to finish this game? All right, Dave, what about you? Anything that kind of uh, sticks out uh, heading into this game? The answer could be no. We've covered everything under I mean, the sun. What <laughs> else is there to do? I mean, and for all we know, we could, you know, we're sitting here talking about you. Y'all, you got to worry about this player, that player. And we're assuming and we're, I mean, believe it or not, we're hoping that there's no more positive tests. Seriously. Because yeah. That would just, you know, make it seem like that the outbreak is still happening. But, Next thing you know, someone else might not be available. Remember, who was I think Jimmy Smith is questionable with like an ankle or something. Yeah, but he you was know? questionable leading up to the it's first all because game they haven't yeah. practiced. The same reason someone had asked earlier about Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden's list is questionable because they hadn't practiced for three days, and the last time that he practiced, he was limited. So a, a questionable designation was good for him. So th- this will be interesting. Someone brought this up, and I meant to say this earlier. And can, can I bring up the super chat? Because I meant to say this before. Did I miss it? No, it just happened with, oh, with okay. John Knox, $2. Sure, sure, sure. It says Derek, Derek Watt in the backfield would help us a lot. Is Do you think there's any chance that they could, if, they, if they're keeping a running back in the game for pass protection, do you think it could possibly be Derek Watt? Uh, yeah, you could if it's purely for pass pro. But the yeah. problem is, is that what we always talk about, Dave, we hate when they do things that are predictable. We yeah. hate when they do things that, so unless you're going to hand the ball off to Derek Watt, even if it's a delay draw, then why even do it? I mean, but if why, you widen up five wide, you're obviously going to throw it too. So, I mean, I get it. I yeah. get it. But I guess, I guess if you're going to put it back in the backfield, I don't know. That's yeah. just my end thought. Who knows? So, I'll say, but we have, we have like 10 minutes left in the show. And so I put in this live chat question. I don't know if you wanted show. trivia. You do we have trivia? Uh, it's kind of a little short trivia. Okay, here. let's do I, a little short one, questions. and then I want to get to some questions okay. because a lot of people have been asking questions. I want to get to some of these. We'll do some rapid yeah. fire questions in a sec. Go ahead, Dave. Here you go. Here's the question: Have the Pittsburgh Steelers ever played a game on Tuesday? I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say pre-merger. Yeah. How about 1945, September ah, yes. 25th? 1945, where they played. Hold on, I, I, I got to bring this up here because it, they played the the Boston slash Brooklyn Yanks slash Tigers because it was 1945. This was the year after um, they were. I think it was Card Pit was 44, right, Brian? Yep. So this was the next year. Now it didn't turn out well for the Steelers. It was the first game of the season. 
Um, they lost 28 to seven, but there's going to be some things that the Steelers are going to be able to do for the first time ever in a game played on a Tuesday. One is get a victory. Okay. Uh, one is rush for more than 22 yards. Okay. Cause that's all the rushing yards they had in that game. Another would be for pass for more than 113 yards. Another one would be to throw less than six interceptions. Or even better, to have, well, no, because they didn't lose any of them. They didn't have four fumbles. They just didn't lose them. So they had six turnovers in the game. So these are some things that the Steelers will now have a chance to do. Shockingly, they actually had more first downs in that game than their opponent. But when you have six interceptions, that'll that'll kind of do that. So they have they, they could they could set they could really set some records on a Tuesday. So um make sure we realize when they hit if they hit that 23rd rushing yard against the Ravens, that we're all putting that out there on Twitter that they've uh they've now yeah. rushed for the most yards ever from a Pittsburgh Steelers team on a Tuesday. And dead that Dick Shiner. He yeah. he was something else back then. Yeah, I was Brian. gonna actually ask you who the quarterback <laughs> was. But it was like Willie Shakespeare. No, it was like <laughs> Toyami T O I M I Toyami Jarvi. Oh, I'm a big Jarvi fan. I'm a- <laughs> Go Tut. Go Tut. Yeah, Stephen he had a Tut. 60 yard touchdown pass to John <laughs> Lucente. I, I got to tell you, 1945, 2020, apples, oranges, ah, they taste the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd, this wasn't as much true as it was just. Fun facts. There you go. Dick Shiner was 1969, Jeff. <laughs> I was gonna say. I, well, I know that. I mean, the, <laughs> at the same time, I, if anytime it's before like the 70s, it's always Dick Shiner. Okay. Was Dick Kathy, Shiner even born when this happened? I don't know. I okay. don't know. Probably not. Kathy Fora gives us $5. She says, Dear Santa Sco, I've been very good. Fingers crossed. I'd love a guest visit from the hater. Huh. Santa Sco, we'll see what you can do. Santa Sco. Let's see. I like that, by the way. Hey, I'm I'm not the I'm not the PP. I'm not the podcast. podcast <laughs> yeah, that's up to the, the podcast. It's up to the big PP there. Yeah. All right, y'all ready for some questions and answers? We haven't done this in a while. We Let's haven't had it. time. All right, rapid fire. We're always going to go Brian then Dave, just so you know. Yeah. All right. So, um, Mrs. and Mr. Steeler, are we going to play, Brian? Yes. Dave. Yes. Two thumbs I, up. I agree too. All right, who's the who poses the bigger threat to the front seven, Gus Edwards or RG three, Robert Griffin the third? It's Robert Griffin the third. It's right? Griffin the third. <laughs> All right, you got <laughs> between you and and the super chat. I'm I'm completely off track, and I'm going to pay Seattle's two losses. Now, what was the question about RG three? <laughs> who poses the bigger threat to our front seven, Gus Edwards or RG three? Gus Edwards. Gus Dave? Edwards. I agree. It's Gus Edwards. <laughs> um, here, Nathan uh, Nathaniel says, who has the best hair out of the three of you? Well, are we talking about hair on your head, hair on your face? I mean, I don't have much up top, so I'd have to say Brian, right? I mean, I'd have to say Brian. Only I won't even genetic, take my hat off for the show. It's the only <laughs> genetic lottery I'm ever going to win. <laughs> Almost 50, and I've got a full head of hair. My, you, you know, uh, heredity was good to me there. Nowhere else. I will tell you this. If we're talking in general, um, I, I am the exact opposite of my brother. My, my brother has a, has, has ex, he won that genetic lottery. I, I guess I got more of the, of the athleticism and overall physical prowess. Well, he got good hair in his mid forties. <laughs> All right. Very good. Next question. What role will Derek Watt play on Tuesday night, Brian? He's going to score a touchdown. 
Really? Whoa! That's a bold prediction. That might yeah. be your bold. We already did bold predictions, but anyways, Dave. Yeah, there you go. Um, special teams ace. Okay. I, well, I think they're going to use well, him. They, that's I, all they use him for. I think you're going to see him more as a fullback, that more of a traditional fullback this game than you have since he's been brought into Pittsburgh, period. So we'll see. And then we also did talk about how, you know, Derek Watt, could potentially, like you said, Dave, maybe they're going to use him in different ways with James Conner being out. There you go. All right, next question. Would no huddle help against a depleted Ratbird defense? Brian? Yeah, I think so. I think so too, Dave. Yeah. All right, uh, Snowman, was Joe Hayden in a minor accident this week? Yes. You know, believe it or not, I didn't write this story for the website. I probably should have. Um or one of us should have. There was just but so much going on. At the time. There was a lot going on. Yes, he was in a, an accident. He did post a, a video of the his vehicle and the other vehicle there. Uh, it didn't look great, but at the same time, yes, he was. Uh, Brian, will let you talk about that in any way, shape, or form. I don't know. I don't know too much about it. I I know it was uh, just minor and not a big deal. Nothing to worry about. Okay, did but Dave. Damage was done to the vehicles, not to the people, from what I understand. And if I do recall. I didn't see any airbag deployment. I'm, I could be wrong. I just didn't notice it. So, I wasn't looking that hard, yeah. to be honest with you. Oh, Mike Beck chimes in with Derek Watt has good hands. I just want the Steelers to use him more. I'll die on this hill. He has a jersey, so he has to. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Super Steelers says, were they were they called the Steelers in 1945? I guess the question is, how long were they the Pirates until they, they were They were the Steelers, Steelers in 45. 33 to 39, they were the Pirates. All right. Nathaniel's been asking this question. I've seen it in, in during the preview, literally like the last four or five shows. He said, when will the after party be brought back? That's a question for the PP. You know what? We were actually going to bring back the, uh, the after party today before all of the sh- shenanigans. This was going to be an after party type show on Sunday, but when the game started getting moved, you know, we couldn't do it, but yeah, it's, it'll come back maybe off season. Off season. I think. Yeah. <laughs> for those that don't know the after party was we would do a separate podcast and it would be so off the wall i think maybe this time since we're a little bit more technologically advanced brian we probably wouldn't have to start the show all the way over no, we would yeah. just give a break and just know how to cut up the audio accordingly yeah definitely because you know, i'd love to do one before christmas because i've got a lot to say about baby it's cold outside santa baby <laughs> you're and- just now catching up with cancer cancel culture it's been going on for years like they go back to these songs and they're like well we got to cancel this song because it's from the 30s and they used to say a word that doesn't mean the same thing i don't know I want to go after the santa claus though i want to go after that movie i've my wife goes crazy when i go after that movie really yeah, he steals the kid. Oh my gosh. It's his son. It's his son. It's yes, not any but, kid. It's, it's, he's getting yes, his but son. but he steals them. He, he steals the kid. I mean, they, they're not expecting. They come out and they're like, hey, where's Charlie? And he's gone. They're in the North Pole dancing around a sharp-dressed man by ZZ Top. And, 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 and well... While the the wife, the ex wife, and the psychiatrist are at home, like, oh, our kid might be dead. Whether we're so sad, and they're for thirty days, they're there. What's next? Are you going to be mad that Bruce Willis throws a dead body out of Nakatomi Plaza to, oh. to get someone's attention? I mean, is that is that next? Oh, no, I mean, no, come no, on, no, no, this no, is no. this is this is what we're talking about. It's his son. That's just a bad social commentary on our time. <laughs> And you, I never touched Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. In fact, oh, I, very nice, Dave. <laughs> I found my Nakatomi Christmas party T-shirt today. 
Nice. Nice. Hey, th- 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 here's a question, and then we're kind of going into after party seven. <laughs> if anyone ever says, I love the movie Die Hard, you have to ask them one question, and you'll be able to tell right away if they actually know Die Hard or if they're just nothing but a fake and a phony. Say, why is Bruce Willis barefoot the entire movie? And you will be stunned really? how many people don't know that answer because they might have started watching it on TNT and they pick it up like right when the shots are fired and he's in the bathroom or the, the, the office area and then he's got to go into action. But why is he barefoot is the question. I know you all know it. Dave, you know it, right? I have never watched Die Hard. Oh, my God. I've, I've told you guys this how many times on the show. I, and the part of the reason I've never watched it is because I love being able to say the fact that I've never watched it. That's like me and Star Wars. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Die Hard was on at my house during my birthday party last year, Dave. And you told me where to sit, and you specifically sat me down with my back to the television. Oh, okay. Although I did hear Christmas in Hollis, so I, that was... Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> My invitation must have gotten lost in the mail for that party. Anyways, you were, um, you were invited. You didn't show up. You're like, I, I don't want to. Not go. invited. No, it was. It <laughs> was. A, it was a nerd party. I don't think you would have had a good time. Jeff. <laughs> no, it was a nerd fest. Yeah. All right. So my melanated scope gives us a dollar ninety nine. Says Dick Shiner sixty nine was my email in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I think we're getting back. Here. Uh, Marcus Nash gives us four nine nice. Love the show, guys. Do you think the Steelers open up the offense and run the same scripted BS uh, to start the game? I think they run the same scripted BS, and then I yep. think they open it up as they always do. Anyone disagree with that? I agree. Until yeah. they do something different, we have no reason to believe it, you know. But once again, we know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. But <laughs> that seems, you know, I, I don't think anyone's explained. If we were to say that to Randy Feekner, um in, in an interview, he would probably have no idea what we're talking about. He was no. really. You mean you don't just keep doing the same thing until? Yeah. I love this uh, Rhino tool. I'll put it up there. He says, it's not Christmas until Hans Grimmer takes a header off a Takatomi Plus. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. All right. Um, anything? Let's do final thoughts. Let's do some final thoughts. Uh, Brian, we'll go with you first. This has been a crazy week for everybody. I mean, there we have been on a roller coaster of emotion as far as being Pittsburgh Steeler fans, waiting for this game to happen. I still am not convinced it's going to happen, but I'm predicting that it's going to. The NFL at this point wants to make sure that this happens. It's going to be a very good ball game, a lot better than anybody expects. I expect the Steelers to win, but man, I've realized something this entire week. I've never had a bye this late in the season, and you know, it, it felt like a bye because we didn't have it on Sunday. We it, we're not going to have it on Monday night. I know it's just another day to wait. I realized how much I crave and am, am addicted to the black and gold. Dave, go ahead. Final thoughts. Well, Brian said something about a buy. And so I have to correct something that I said last week that um, there, not every team has had their buy so far in 2020 when I was thinking that they had, but um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and, um, and Carolina Panthers, it wasn't this week. Everyone played this week. They have a bye next week. Really? There's buys in week bye. 13. When I got to week 12 and there was no more buys, I just thought, oh, the buys are done. No, they <laughs> held them off for week 13. So 
it, it's interesting when it comes to this game because for the longest time, and which is really now I'm going to bust into Billy Joel. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I can't. Something <laughs> Um, and, and for me, by the longest time, I mean the last three days, um, I've really felt that I was getting my hopes up thinking this game was going to happen on Tuesday. That it's just after what happened with Tennessee, I'm like, I keep thinking, oh, it's good. I'm, that I was, I was going west. I was go west. I was the king of wishful thinking that it really wasn't going to happen. Now I actually do feel that it is because I feel when the NFL comes out and says that they think that they have a handle on the situation, then I feel there's a handle in the situation. Um, I don't see how there could have another outbreak saying they haven't even been together until this evening, meaning the Baltimore Ravens. So let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get to 11 and 0. Let's eliminate the Ravens from the AFC North. And then the Steelers would only need one more victory to, to, to lock in a postseason berth. And then it's just from there, it's just. We'll go higher and higher. First, let's get the postseason. Then let's get the North. Then let's get the number one seed. But let's just go one at a time. And the very first one is knock the Ravens out of the AFC North by winning this game on Tuesday. I just hope that – well, let me just say this. I'm so sick of talking about the Baltimore Ravens. I hate yeah. that team. I hate everything about them. I'm so sick of talking about them. The freaking Ratbirds, get out of here. Like, seriously, go to Heinz Field on Tuesday. We'll whoop up on you. You send you back with your tails between your legs. RG3 won't be dancing in the end zone like he was last season. I think there's retribution coming. I'm going to do a be a complete sellout and say, make sure you check out my Let's Ride podcast on Monday morning where I somehow tie in Ryan Mallett to a groundhog that lived underneath my gazebo in the background. <laughs> 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 oh. You got to tune in to find the ultimate tease. <laughs> I'm in. That's something I'd talk about. My gosh, I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you. All right. So with that said, thank you all. I hope you all have a, had a great weekend. I hope that your Monday's off to a good start. If you're listening to us on audio, make sure wherever you get your podcast, you tune in, search Steelers behind the steel curtain, subscribe. So you don't miss a thing. And as always behind the steel curtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things, Pittsburgh Steelers. Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey, that's it. 